Hello, and welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calanchini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children, created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. And if you're new to Goop Tales, I just want to, first of all, welcome you, and secondly, let you know that it doesn't really matter which order you listen to the podcasts in, although it's fun to start from number one because each one leads into the next, if you will, but they're all standalone stories. And very, very soon, the new website for Goop Tales is going to be finished and it is going to be so much easier to look up which goop you want to listen to, maybe find a character trait you want to hear about, or a country or place that you want to go on a voyage with, with a goop. So that new website, I will let you know when it is all done. The other thing I wanted to let you know is the very first Goop Tale book is for sale. And I want to thank those of you who have supported me so far. I'm really so excited to have this book out there. It's got tear out coloring pages in it. I sign it for you. I personalize it for you. And it's got activities in it. And it has the entire first Goop Tale in it. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, you can go to gooptales.com forward slash book and you can get it. And if you order it in probably, you know, the next, I'm not sure how many are left that I have here, but you're going to be able to get it signed. So if you're listening to this, when this podcast comes out, you can still get your sign. So make sure you go and get that. And for those of you that are outside the U.S., it is very soon, I think it's going to be within the next week or two, that the Amazon version is going to be released. Make sure you're on the email list. That is going to be the easiest way for me to let you know that that is available on Amazon for all the international listeners, and I can't wait to get it to you. Okay, uh, one more thing before we get into the story. I am planning on doing a meetup, a live in-person meetup in the Bay Area. I think there's a couple goopies that live here, and it's probably going to be in April of this year, which is 2023. It's either end of April or early May. So please make sure you write me in to Maria at Gooptails if you think you want to participate in that so I can get an idea of how many people are going to come. I do, I've had some write to me already, but also make sure you're on the mailing list because that's really the only way I can communicate with you because the mailing list is going to go out to everyone and let you know that it's happening and the date and the time and the place. Let's get going with today's story. And today's story is about Catastrophina and the sloths of Costa Rica. You can listen to Ishan. Ishan, I want to thank you. Ishan was the one who had the idea of Catastrophina. So let's listen right here what he had to say about Catastrophina, and then we'll get into the story. Hi, my name is Ishan Bandari, and I have a Goop Tales name. Her name is Catastrophina. She has a cracked tablet and she wears a slightly burned sun hat. She likes to wear dresses, a lot of dresses. And she goes on an adventure in Costa Rica where 
a monkey gets her out of trouble, and she is being chased by a giant iguana. Can this please be a new Goop Tale? Goop Tales, episode 121, Catastrophina and the Sloths of Biahagua. Catastrophina was so very vigorous, she most certainly was not timorous. She moved about and never stopped. If she did, she would have dropped. It was this moving that caused so many catastrophes, of which there were often casualties. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a goop girl named Catastrophina. Catastrophina loved sunny weather and was always the first one to pop out of bed if the sun were shining. But come a rainy day, Catastrophina burrowed under her duvet and made herself a little cloud to dream in. Sundresses with a matching sun hat were her favorite kind of outfit. She even put them on on a rainy day. Catastrophina had more energy than three goops combined, and she had to get her energy out every day, or she couldn't fall asleep. Most days, she would leap out of her bed, jump into her closet, and begin to throw clothes out into her room. Nope, not this. I don't feel like wearing red today. What about this? Mm, I don't think so. Too much going on with that design. I'm in a sunny yellow mood today. Where is that sundress? Inevitably, her mother would pop her head into the room and say, Catastrophina, your room is a catastrophe. What is going on in here? Catastrophina would always laugh in response and say, <laughs> Well, you know me. You named me. And then her mother would sigh and walk away. Catastrophina was known for causing little or big catastrophes everywhere she went. Once, she collected a jar of spiders and creepy crawler bugs on her way to school. She wanted to show the jar to Afredo during recess and scare the pants off him. So she shoved it into her desk. As she did so, the lid came loose and three spiders climbed out of Catastrophina's desk and across the room. One went up the leg of Afredo. Another found its way to Excitabel. And yet another crawled up the arm of Yelcom. Just as Miss Wigglebutt said, Class, 
I want everyone to settle down and have some quiet time. Excitabel screamed. Yelkum yelled, Spider! And Afredo shot out of his chair, knocking over his desk and sent books flying across the room. The entire classroom turned into a circus and Miss Wigglebutt found herself at a loss for words. When Claymer finally caught all of the spiders and the class settled down, Miss Wigglebutt slowly clicked her heels on the floor as she walked over to Catastrophina's desk and opened it to reveal the jar with two spiders and a few creepy crawlers inside. Catastrophina looked down at the floor sheepishly and said, Sorry. Miss Wigglebutt picked up the jar, shook her head, sighed, and then clicked, clacked her heels back across the floor. She was used to this sort of thing happening with Catastrophina. One very stormy day, Catastrophina woke up and looked out the window. For a moment, She was devastated by all the rain, but then she decided the weather would not control her mood or her day. She rang Me Firsty, who answered the phone saying, Me first. Yes, I know Me Firsty. You are always first. Now please come over and play with me, said Catastrophina. Of course, on my way. I'll be there first, responded Me Firsty. Then Catastrophina put on her favorite yellow polka-dotted sundress and matching hat and found her cracked tablet that barely worked as she had dropped it so many times. Me Firsty knocked on the door. Come in, I'm up here, called out Catastrophina. Me Firsty slowly pushed the door open. It was silent inside Catastrophina's house. Catastrophina? He called out. Nothing. Me Firsty carefully and quietly made his way up the stairs and over to Catastrophina's bedroom door. He looked inside and did not see Catastrophina. He saw a big mess of a room with clothes and toys scattered everywhere and a big, white, fluffy duvet bunched up in the middle of the bed. Catastrophina? He said softly. No answer. He said it again, only louder this time. Catastrophina? Still nothing. Then he heard a little rustling sound, and me firsty slowly scanned the room. His eyes finally landed on the big white duvet in the middle of Catastrophina's bed. Me Firsty laughed and said, I know you're in there. I hear you. And then, like a ball of fire, Catastrophina burst forth from the duvet and jumped out, sending her cracked tablet flying. As her tablet flew into the air, Me Firsty watched wide-eyed as it went straight up and then dropped right onto Catastrophina's foot. For a brief moment, 
me first he heard Catastrophina say, but then he watched as the cracked tablet spit off its cracked glass cover and a monkey popped out and grabbed Catastrophina and disappeared back into the tablet with her as the broken glass popped back into place, covering them up. And then the entire tablet evaporated. Chapter 2 Catastrophina could feel a tight, furry grasp around her hand, and she held it back just as tightly because she and her companion were falling through water. She was quite sure she was caught up in some kind of waterfall that was rushing her through time and space to another destination. Finally, the water began to slow down, and eventually, Catastrophina and her furry friend were dropped in a shallow pool of water with a kerplunk. Catastrophina immediately let go of the furry hand she was holding and looked over at a golden-colored howler monkey who was quickly scrambling up to the shore and out of the water. Once on shore, the monkey turned and looked at Catastrophina with a huge smile. And then she let out a little howl, which made Catastrophina laugh. (laughs) I did it. I can't believe I did it, said the monkey. Did what? asked Catastrophina. I brought you back to Costa Rica with me to be a hagua. Be a hagua? asked Catastrophina. Be a hagua. It is here in Costa Rica. I need you, continued the monkey. You need me? Me? Catastrophina? I don't understand, said Catastrophina. The monkey laughed and said, I'm Ivy Valentina Cruz, and I need you to help me. Ivy Valentina Cruz. That is a beautiful name, but it is very long, said Catastrophina. Can I call you Ivy? Ivy Valentina Cruz straightened up, let out another little howl, and looked Catastrophina in the eye. No, you may not call me Ivy. Please call me Ivy Valentina Cruz, and I will call you Catastrophina. Or would you like me to call you Catast? Oh, I see your point, said Catastrophina. Well made and noted. Now, can you tell me why you need me? I asked the universe for someone who could cause chaos. And the universe sent me you said Ivy Valentina Cruz. Oh, said Catastrophina as she digested this thought. No one had ever purposely sought her out for her ability to create catastrophes. In fact, 
Almost all the Goops wanted to avoid her catastrophes. Why do you want someone who causes chaos? asked Catastrophina. Sloths, said Ivy Valentina Cruz in a very disdainful tone. Sloths? asked Catastrophina. Yes, the sloths. I want them to go away and nothing will get rid of them. I need chaos to happen so they will leave our trees and go elsewhere. Catastrophina looked up and around at her surroundings of a lush jungle with a waterfall in the middle. These are your trees? She asked. Yes, yes they are. Mine and my family's. We have been here for generations and now suddenly these sloths have moved in. I did ask them to leave, but they didn't respond. I used to play on these trees swinging with my friends and having so much fun. But now we land on sloths and sometimes we hit one of their long claws and it hurts. They seem to like it here and they won't leave. So I need you to cause a catastrophe and make them leave. Catastrophina couldn't believe what she was hearing. This little howler monkey, Ivy Valentina Cruz, was giving her carte blanche to cause a catastrophe. Do you really think that that would work? Do you really think the sloths would leave? Asked Catastrophina. If you do it right, I think they would. But if you do it wrong, Ivy Valentina Cruz's voice trailed off. What? What happens if I do it wrong and the sloths don't leave? Asked Catastrophina. Ivy Valentina Cruz put her hands on her face and shook her head back and forth in distress. You will be responsible, said Ivy Valentina Cruz. Responsible for what? asked Catastrophina. Then, very unexpectedly, Ivy Valentina Cruz let out a loud howl and began to cry. After she calmed down, she said, I told my Uncle Tiago that I would get rid of the sloths. Tiago is mean. He is very mean. He hates the sloths. And he hates that they have come into our trees. So he made a terrible plan to give them leaves and fruit from the manchineel tree. Why is that so terrible? Asked Catastrophina. The manchineel tree is known as Arbol de la Muerte, tree of death. It is poisonous, and if they eat anything from the manchineel tree, well, that is it. Chapter 3 Catastrophina's eyes grew wide while her heart expanded. She wanted to help the sloths. They were, after all, just living in their natural habitat. 
doing what they did best, which was sleeping and being sloths. They weren't harming anyone, but she knew the laws of the jungle were not something she should interfere with. And if Uncle Tiago wanted the sloths gone, she wanted to help get them out safely. The manchineal tree, Arbol de la Muerte, was terrible, and she needed to save the sloths from that fate. So, can you help me? Can you help me cause a catastrophe so enormous that the sloths will leave our trees? asked Ivy Valentina Cruz. She looked at Catastrophina with imploring eyes. On first thought, Catastrophina wasn't sure she was up for the task. But then she thought a little more and realized this was someone asking her to do what she did best and cause a catastrophe. She had permission to actually cause a full-on, blown-out catastrophe. A huge one. Yes! She exclaimed, jumping up and down and clapping her hands. Yes! I will do it! Ivy Valentina Cruz let out a sigh of relief and reached out with her long monkey arms to give Catastrophina a hug. When she pulled away, she said, Okay, what's the plan? Um, the plan? Well, I don't know yet, said Catastrophina. You don't know? Aren't you the master of catastrophe? Asked Ivy Valentina Cruz. Catastrophina didn't know what to say. Suddenly, she felt pressure. And that scared her. Taking a few deep breaths, she said, It's okay. I will just use my imagination. My imagination always has a solution when I tap into it. Okay, that sounds good. So, how do you tap into it, your imagination? Asked Ivy Valentina Cruz. Well, I just need to sit quietly for a few minutes and ask my imagination to figure out a way to find a catastrophe that will get rid of the sloths without hurting them, said Catastrophina. Perfect. Let's just sit here near the waterfall where it is peaceful, said Ivy Valentina Cruz as she pointed to a smooth stone to sit on. Catastrophina sat down on the warm stone and closed her eyes with her little face tilted towards the sun. It felt glorious. Catastrophina felt so connected to Mother Nature with the sound of the waterfall nearby, the warm stone, and the comforting sunshine. She released everything from her mind and silently said to herself, How can I help the sloths? Then she meditated and thought of nothing for a few minutes. Ivy Valentina Cruz quietly watched her and did the same. 
It had been a very long time since she had taken a little mind break, and it felt spectacular. Finally, Catastrophina opened her eyes, and she felt completely refreshed. She looked at Ivy Valentina Cruz and asked, What do sloths hate? Ivy Valentina Cruz was very knowledgeable in the ways of the jungle, and she knew it all. She told Catastrophina that sloths hated bright sunlight because they were completely blinded in the bright sunlight. They also hated to be touched as they were very solitary creatures and liked to be left alone. She added that sloths hated loud noises because it stressed them out. Catastrophina nodded as she listened and a plan started to form. She needed to create a situation that the sloths would hate. A situation that would make them want to leave the trees of the howler monkeys. She needed to get them away from mean Uncle Tiago and his poisonous manchineel tree. I think I have it. I have a plan. But I will need your help and the help of at least a dozen or so howler monkeys. Can you gather up some friends to help? Asked Catastrophina. We can put our plan in place tonight and they will leave by tomorrow morning before your Uncle Tiago has a chance to feed them poison. Excellent. I can do that. I can gather my friends and we will help. We must act quickly, said Ivy Valentina Cruz as she jumped up and down and clapped her hands. Why are you clapping? You have failed. The sloths are still here in our trees. And now it is time for me to take care of things, said a very sinister voice. Both Ivy Valentina Cruz and Catastrophina turned in the direction of the voice to see a villainous Uncle Tiago staring at them. He was holding a cloth Chapter 4 Tiago was large and menacing. Catastrophina was so unsettled, she took a step backwards. Looking her up and down, Tiago scoffed and said, Another creature that I should get rid of along with the sloths? Ivy Valentina Cruz could hardly believe her ears. She jumped in front of Catastrophina and yelled, No, no, you will not touch her or the sloths. They will be gone by tomorrow morning. Tiago sneered and said, Why should I believe you? I want to go in my trees now, and I don't want sloths there. Then he lifted his cloth bag and swung it around. Ivy Valentina Cruz stared at the bag in horror and asked, 
Does that bag have fruit from the manchineel tree? Uncle Tiago chuckled and smiled malevolently. <laughs> Sensing she needed to distract Tiago, Catastrophina dropped her cracked tablet and jumped into the water, splashing about and making a racket. Tiago grew angry as water began to splash all over him. He let go of his bag and walked towards the water in order to grab Catastrophina. But his eye caught her tablet and he was distracted. He picked it up and was immediately intrigued. Like so many before him, Tiago fell under the spell of the tablet and was unable to put it down. Catastrophina motioned to Ivy Valentina Cruz and then towards the cloth bag full of the poisonous fruit from the manchineel tree. Catastrophina took the bag of poisonous fruit and submerged it below the water. She watched as it slowly sank underneath the waterfall. Tiago would never know what happened to it, as he was far too engrossed in the cracked tablet to pay any attention. While he was pushing buttons on the tablet, Catastrophina and Ivy Valentina Cruz snuck off into the jungle, where Ivy Valentina Cruz started to gather all of her friends. She sent out a little howl that was known to only her closest friends. And soon, Catastrophina found herself surrounded by a dozen or so smiling howler monkeys, all eager to help. Once everyone was settled, Ivy Valentina Cruz turned to Catastrophina and said, so, tell us the plan. Catastrophina was excited but nervous. She was used to creating her own catastrophes, but now she had a whole little tribe of howler monkeys who were going to help her. She decided that this was going to be the biggest and most spectacular catastrophe that she had ever created. And... It was going to be fun. She gathered everyone around and quietly laid out the plan for the catastrophe of Operation Sloth. The monkeys grew excited as they listened. They couldn't believe that they were being given permission to carry out this sort of behavior. It was a dream come true. Now all they had to do was wait for darkness and then eventually sunrise. As they waited for darkness, Ivy Valentina Cruz snuck off to check on Uncle Tiago. To her surprise, she found him quietly sitting by the waterfall where she had left him. He was still staring at the cracked tablet and pushing buttons. Ivy Valentina Cruz silently shook her head and rolled her eyes, and then she smiled. She was glad he was occupied and didn't even realize what was happening for once. 
She hurried back to Catastrophina and her friends and waited for nightfall. Once darkness came, the monkeys got to work under the direction of Catastrophina. They each had a different area of the jungle assigned to them. There was lots of work to do, so they worked all night long. As the sun began to rise in the sky, Ivy Valentina Cruz gave out the signal howl, the signal that indicated it was time. Upon hearing the howl, the monkeys got to work again. During the night, they had tied back all of the overlying branches of the jungle so that the sunlight could stream down bright and light with no tree branches to block it. The sloths hated the light and immediately began to cover their eyes as the sun rose. Then the monkeys let out the loudest howls they had ever howled. The howls resonated throughout the jungle and Ivy Valentina Cruz was sure that all of Costa Rica could hear their howls. Finally, the monkeys swung throughout the trees and whenever they saw a sloth, they stopped and tickled it. The sloths were accosted in every way by everything they hated, noise, light, and touch. It was their worst nightmare, and it wasn't long before the sloths were rapidly making their way out of the trees and down to the jungle floor, where they all ran in the same direction. They ran east towards a more peaceful jungle, a jungle that didn't have howler monkeys, and most importantly, a jungle that didn't have an Uncle Tiago Catastrophina watched as it all played out like a well-orchestrated symphony, and she was the conductor. Silently, she said to herself, I'm the master of catastrophe. And then she added, the good kind. Once the sloths had cleared out of the jungle, Ivy Valentina Cruz and Catastrophina went back to the waterfall to find Tiago fast asleep with his hands clutching the cracked tablet. Catastrophina gently removed Tiago's clenched fingers and released her tablet. She stared down at the screen to something that looked very familiar, but she wasn't quite sure what it was. So she leaned in closer And just like that, right in front of Ivy Valentina Cruz's eyes, Catastrophina fell into her tablet and disappeared. And the tablet disappeared too. Catastrophina found herself back on her fluffy cloud duvet in her room. She clutched her tablet and said, I must go find me firsty and tell him all about the sloths and Uncle Tiago. But me firsty was nowhere to be found. He was in the Chocolarium in Switzerland. But that is a tale for another time.
time. All right, that is it for today's Goop Tale. I hope you enjoyed your little trip to Costa Rica meeting Catastrophina. I really liked her because who doesn't want to create a big catastrophe that you have permission to do? I loved writing that one. It was really just a good use of imagination to think of just all the fun things you can do to make a catastrophe. Let's see. I would love it if you haven't left a review. If you go to iTunes and leave me a review, it really helps to spread the word. And if you want to look at the photos that go with today's episode, just go to gooptales.com forward slash forward slash episode one, two, one. And on that page, you can also see the cover drawing for this story. I love seeing your drawings. So if you ever want to do a drawing, leave me a voicemail, say hello. I love hearing from you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptales. TikTok too, but I don't do that quite as much. And leave me a voicemail. I answer them all back. So right now you can find the voicemail button on the website on Gooptales. It's the bottom. It's kind of hard to see. And that with the new website is going to be much easier too. I'm excited about the new website in case you can't tell. I want to thank all of you who have left either reviews or voicemails in the past couple weeks. It means a lot. And I listen to every single one and read every single one. And those of you that leave me voicemails, you know that I respond to all of them. Keep telling me what you think, if you love Goop Tales, who you want to hear. And I just know that I love all, or I want you to know that I love all of your ideas. And I have a list of future Goops that's, I think, over a thousand Goops. I sometimes wonder how I'm going to ever get to them all, but I want you to keep using your imaginations because somehow, some way, these Goops are going to come to life. Don't feel sad if I didn't get to your goop yet. It's not that I don't want to. It's that there's so many. And it makes me so happy to see the vibrant imaginations that you all have. So keep thinking up ideas. And I want to thank Lucy, Wesley, Evelyn, Evie, Fiona, Joaquin, Burks, Joe, Carter, Shira, Gwendolyn for leaving me messages. Gwendolyn, your message just made my day. You are such a, you all are. Sometimes some of these messages are just so enchanting. And Gwendolyn really did that for me. And Jack Rowe, I saw you talking on iTunes again about where the the aquatic aqua park is. I love that you're paying such close attention. All of you little goopies are just so brilliant, so beautiful, and have the most incredible imaginations. And I want you to keep on using them. They're going to take you anywhere you want to go in this world. Thanks for listening to Gooptales, and I will see you in the next Gooptale 